am not an expert. I've never published a book or taught a class. I've never even put anything in a quilt show. But I love quilting, and I love talking about quilting. I make a lot of mistakes, but I like to think that sometimes I learn from them and get just a little bit better. If hearing about someone else's goofs and mess-ups makes you feel better about yours, then I've done my job. Join me as we talk about quilting for the rest of us. Hey, I'm Sandy, and I'm a quilter, and welcome to episode 75, in which I give my own resolutions, and I'm recording this on January 6th. 2012. I'm trying to get this done before my husband gets home and we're supposed to be, you know, things like eating dinner and stuff like that. So um, we'll see. He did just call. Um, I'm kind of now running under a uh, time limit. So we'll see if I can manage to get this done. Um, I have some updates and some plans for 2012 that I thought I'd share with you on this um, very, very cold and blustery uh, January day out here where I live. My feet have been freezing all freaking day, <laughs> no matter what I put on them. But I also have issues with my temperatures of my feet anyway. So that's probably not a surprise. In any case, uh, I digress. In this episode, I'm going to share with you my own 2012 quilty resolutions and then um, what that means in terms of some other things I'm doing. I'm going to do a little bit of a, a Sandy update and then a whole lot of listener feedback because I've got a lot of it. Uh, so first, catch up. I'm healthy. Yay! Okay, moving on. <laughs> I am going to be, I had done a while back on my uh, quilty blog, I had done a blog post called What Would a Quilter Do about the paint chip challenge that I'm um, participating in with my guild. My own challenge isn't actually due until March, but I have to remind myself to do it because I found that with all the other projects I've now got going on, I keep kind of forgetting about it. I did want to let people know, though, that I'm not ignoring all of your responses to the question I posted there. I'm actually going to be playing with your responses in an upcoming newsletter issue. Um, I don't remember exactly what month I charted it for, but it is coming up. So um, those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, just go back, oh, lo, these many years in my blog. I don't remember how many blog posts it is, and frankly, I'm probably not going to take the time to dig through so I can post a direct link on the show notes of this episode. But somewhere you will find a blog post named What Would a Quilter Do About the Paint Chip Challenge, um, and you'll see what I mean. The New Year so in, New Year Day so in, New Year's Eve so in, it actually extended over both days, hashtag NYSI on Twitter, uh, was fun as they always are. I will say um, Twitter kept burping on me. <laughs> over those couple of days. So I was losing whole blocks of tweets at a time. And from what other people were saying, I think that was happening to a few people. I actually read a newspaper article on Sunday about it, and it said something about Twitter, the first kind of crash. It's not like Twitter became unavailable, but the first block of a chunk of time that tweets just sort of disappeared were actually right about when it hit midnight in Japan. And they said that the um, immense number of folks in Japan tweeting Happy New Year kind of shut down Twitter altogether <laughs> for a lot of folks. So that was an interesting explanation for that occasion. And it is true. That was the first time. It's not the first time I've had issues on Twitter. It does periodically happen. Um, but that was the first time that two years worth of it or two days, two years, two days worth of it were happening. And I really think it was sort of as... New Year's was hitting around the world. It kind of, a lot of people, I believe, were tweeting about it. Happy New Year. 
So um, that was a little bit of a frustration. But frankly, I wasn't actually on Twitter nearly as much on those two days as I had been for the Boxing Day. So in, um, I just had a lot of family stuff going on those couple of days and uh, wanted to spend time with family since it was sort of the end of our holiday vacation, all of us being together. Um, I did get my blocks made for the donation quilt, and a lot of you have seen that blog post. And I'll be referring back to that again later. This is the donation quilt I'm making out of my own stash, out of my own pretty, pretty fabrics, and trying to make sure it is not an unfortunate quilt, but rather a fortunate one. Um, Sandy, update. Did I mention in my last episode? I don't think I did. I think I kind of forgot about it in my um, trying to get everything else caught up. Uh, chicken butt is done. Woo-woo! I'm so excited. And I do have pics on my blog and on Flickr about that. That was the, um, that was my entry in my own stash mystery challenge way back. I think that was last spring. That was the, um, the quilt or the project inspired by children's artwork. And chicken butt was inspired by my drawing, my daughter's drawing from her art class in her sophomore or junior year of high school of chicken butt. So (laughs) You'll have to go to the blog to see pictures, or like I said, they're also in Flickr in the Quilting for the Rest of Us Flickr group. Um, But I had so much fun with that project, and I've got thoughts about maybe turning him into a series, but we'll see. I've got other stuff I want to do, too. Uh, As I said before, my donation quilt is still in progress, although once I went back to work on Tuesday, I haven't gotten a lick more done this week, but I am hoping to get... um, some done this weekend. All that I got a lot going on this weekend too, so I'm not entirely sure how much sewing time I'm going to get. Um, I've taken everybody's uh, posts about their favorite setting. Uh, as I said, I put that on my blog and asked for people's input. But it isn't. I'm not going to necessarily do what everybody votes. I'm still kind of pondering myself what I want to do. And in fact, I'm actually playing with yet another potential setting that wasn't actually in any of the pictures. It was something that kind of came to me um, a little belatedly. And so I'm just kind of messing with it on my design wall. I haven't committed to anything yet. Um, But hoping to get that pieced within the next few days. I'd love to be able to bring it to my next guild meeting show and tell, which is next Tuesday. I wouldn't have it completely done and quilted by then, but I would like to at least maybe have the top pieced. We'll see. Um, Interestingly, I've been completely stymied at buying fabric. I kept getting, you know, little sales notices and stuff. And for the most part, I was ignoring them, but there were a couple of um, kind of uh, collections that I was interested in getting. And everything I buy is like on back order lately. So I'm thinking that's a sign. (laughs) It's probably for the best. So um, there have been no additions to my stash recently, which is nice. So let's talk a little bit about my own 2012 quilting resolutions. If you are a follower of my blog, you have already read these. I just posted mm, a couple of days ago. I don't really remember when I posted them. Um, As you know, I I was kind of taking my time to really decide what I was going to do on this And uh, so here are my three 2012 quilting resolutions. Um, The something new that I will try in 2012 is actually twofold. I've got two things I really want to try, and that's um, Y seams and curved piecing. And the only reason I don't really, I'm not worried about either of them. I'm not afraid of doing either of them. You know, I don't think of them as particularly hard things to do. Um, They're just, you know, things you've just got to kind of practice doing and and use the tips and techniques. It's just that I haven't done them. And I 
I am finding it rather astounding that I've been quilting for as long as I have and has have managed to avoid doing either of those things. Um, if you have read the blog, you'll know why I've actually been able to avoid doing those two things. And it has to do with my resolution number two, which is the projects, the project I've always wanted to do, but that's uh, the quilting resolution number two. And for me, it's to do a slow quilt. And this is where you really probably do need to read my blog post. I'm not going to spend a lot of time in this episode talking about it. Maybe later I will. Um, I'm getting a lot of responses to it, so it might turn into an episode of its own at some point. But at this point, you know, it's <laughs> I feel sort of like, am I launching a movement? I don't think so. I think slow quilts are out there. So, you know, obviously a lot of people already do slow quilting, as it were. Um, but I just feel right now like it's perhaps a little countercultural, and I always kind of like being countercultural. Uh, there's a, a huge emphasis out there on fast and easy and, you know, small projects and small projects you can get done quickly and in a weekend and in two hours. And, and I've been a part of that. I'm not bashing it at all. I've been doing that for a lot of t years because that's what my life needed at that time. But I'm at a point now where I can slow it down a little bit and I really find myself, um, anxious to slow it down. I really want to just live with a quilt for a while and let it sort of design itself rather than me trying to slap something together as quickly as I can so I can call it done or even just so I can get a project out of my head. There's a lot of reasons, I think, why we quilt fast. Um, sometimes it is because we have a lot of obligations, things we obligate ourselves to do, things we agree to do, things we promise to do, or things that just internally we feel obligated to do. And so we try to get them done quickly so that we can give them to whoever, um, you know, is waiting for them, or we can fulfill that obligation and kind of move on to whatever we want to do next. Um, I also think, you know, and this is where I was for a long time, is just not having a lot of time when I have so little time to quilt, I want to be able to still have finishes. And so the projects I was choosing were the faster, easier ones that I knew I could get done in the short amount of time I actually had to devote to it. Um, so those are a couple of reasons why people do the, the faster, easier quilting all the time. Um, there's also this kind of sub-theme of the need to produce. And I think I've probably talked about this on other episodes Um I think that's very American culture. Maybe it's in other cultures in the world as well, but I think it's very definitely a strong thread in American culture and U.S. culture, uh, this constant need to pre be productive. And it goes back to Puritan times in my mind, <laughs> but I think there's sort of this, you know, if I can't post a finish on my blog every week, somehow I failed, you know, and I, I'm overstating it, obviously. I'm exaggerating, but I do think there is kind of that thread. And and I find myself, you know, reacting to that. I do find myself thinking, oh, man, I haven't had a finish in a while. You know, what's going wrong with me? Well, no, you know, I'm I'm just ready to slow it down. Um, so I am sort of in my own home launching a slow quilt movement. And I've gotten some responses, and I'll talk about that in listener feedback, um, to that blog post and to that reference in my quilty resolutions that my second resolution is to do a slow quilt. Um, so if you want to know more about what I mean by a slow quilt, go back to that that blog post. Um, and then my third quilty resolution is the one UFO I'm committed to finishing is my warm color challenge wall hanging. And that's, again, my own stash mystery challenge uh, thing from, I think that was the summer quarter, was to do something in warm colors. And I've got the background done, but it's an applique quilt, so I've just got to get the appliques done Um 
And it's something, you know, it's not going to take me a huge amount of time because I'm doing fusible raw edge applique. I'm not doing needle turn. I'm not doing it by hand. Um, that's the look I want is that fused raw edge um, look. It's just a matter of getting it done. So um, that is going to be my first and primary, well, I shouldn't say first UFO. I've got a couple others that'll be a really fast finish too that I may just knock out quickly to get them done as opposed to my slow quilt movement, I know. you know, But I never promised that I wasn't going to, also still be doing some fast projects here and there. I just want one project to really be a slow quilt project. Um, so anyway, that's my one UFO I'm committed to finishing. I do have, like I said, other UFOs I'd like to get finished, but that's the one I'm really going to focus on making sure I get done um, relatively soon. Now, how do those resolutions play out in other areas of my quilty life? Um, it's actually going to affect my blog. I've decided, I was also thinking about the fact that I'm often sporadic in posting to my blog, and much of that has to do with my travel schedule, which won't change. You know, I'm still traveling, so there's still going to be times when I can't blog, and I, I you know, I'm not beating myself up about that. Um, but sometimes it's just because I don't really know what to blog about. You know, I've, I'm still working on the same quilt I've been working on for a couple of weeks, and haven't really done anything new. Um, don't have any ideas about new resources or anything like that, and so I just don't blog. So what I'm going to do, um, I'm going to try this for a while. Uh, it's not really a resolution, and, you know, we'll see. If I'm able to keep it up, great. If not, I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I've now designated three theme days, um, for lack of a better term. On Mondays, I'm going to do Slow Quilt Mondays, and that's going to be, I guess the best word for it would be prompts, um, sort of like Jay does her creative prompts. I'm going to do sort of a prompt sort of thing for slow quilting, so there may be just some thoughts or some quotations or um, some kind of guided things to do to help you think about slow quilting. So if you're if you're at the point where you kind of want to do um, join in a slow quilt movement, then you're going to want to watch for those slow quilt Mondays. Uh, Wednesdays are going to be Donation Quilt Wednesdays. And again, this is in regards to the rant <laughs> that I've gone on about unfortunate donation quilts. So I'm going to, again, and putting my money where my mouth is, Wednesdays is going to be Donation Quilt Wednesdays. And what that's going to be is um, progress on my own donation quilts if I've got one going on at the time, but other ideas, inspirations, other quilts, etc. And my emphasis will be on not unfortunate quilts. So um, hopefully that will also give you some ideas and inspirations for your own donation quilt projects. And then Fridays uh, will be Food Fridays, and this is going to be recipes. And this is because I myself am, as always, trying to eat healthier, um, live healthier, do healthier things. And I love playing with recipes. Um, I'm not a huge foodie. I'm not a tremendous home chef. Um, I just like to play. And so what I'm going to be doing is posting uh, recipes on Fridays. Um, they won't necessarily always be strictly healthy recipes. They will probably, I mean, generally speaking, most recipes you can adapt to be whatever your health needs are. Um, but for the most part, you know, I'm, I'm going to be posting recipes that I am playing with at the time. Sometimes they'll be my own recipes. Sometimes they'll be others um, that I've enjoyed or um, I'm, have tried out or whatever. So that's something else you can look forward to. Um, the other way this is going, my resolutions are going to affect the rest of my quilty life are my newsletter. Uh, if you received, if you subscribed to the newsletter and received my last issue that I did finally get out, it was only what, four or five months, maybe even six months. Um, 
I did mention this in that newsletter. I have decided I'm going to overhaul some of the way the way I do the newsletter in order to make it faster for me to get out. Part of the problem with me getting it out was some of the things I did in the newsletter took me time to put together. And I just don't always have that time. So I'm going to make it simpler and easier for me to get it out. Um, but I'm also going to try to make it more meaningful for you as well. I'm going to have, again, monthly themes that are meant to inspire. So some, it's still going to have some resource recommendations and tools and such here and there. Uh, it's probably going to be slightly shorter overall, but it's going to have different themes that are going to be just kind of for fun um, to inspire you in your own quilting. So those are kind of some ways that I'm playing out my own resolutions. And again, the blog and the newsletter aren't resolutions in and of themselves. They are more objectives to the goals, I guess. <laughs> I guess you can look at it that way. Um, so hopefully that will be useful for you as well. Um, so here's a reminder, speaking of quilting resolutions. Okay, sorry, I just got interrupted by my son calling, so now I don't remember exactly where I left off, but I'll start up again where my cursor is sitting in my notes. Um, just a reminder on that quilt resolution giveaway. Don't forget, you can log your own resolutions using the form on the um, show notes to that particular episode. And... Uh, I can tell people have been busy. We went from last time I checked, we were in around 20 entries. Now we're up at around 40 entries. That's fantastic. We're resolving, we're resolving. Go quilters, go quilters. I'm very excited about that. Um, I am going to be reading them more carefully tonight. What I have read so far is really pretty darn fun to read. So I've enjoyed everybody's entries. Um, don't forget, you can do it yourself. And the deadline is January 30. First, you've got a few more weeks to decide what your own resolutions are. And remember, um, I'm, I'm looking for three very particular categories, so do use the form. Um, reminder also on the donation quilt giveaway, if you remember in my ranty episode, <laughs> I did start a new Flickr group and um, for donation quilts. And if you put your, your pictures of your donation quilts in that Flickr group, I will be doing a random drawing every, I don't know, quarter or so. And, uh, but it's also look to those pictures the other folks are putting in the Flickr group for ideas for your very own, um, shall we say, fortunate donation quilts. There is great inspiration there. Lots of folks have already posted pictures there. I've really enjoyed looking at them. So thank you for that. Uh, don't forget when you post your pictures there, if you've used a particular pattern or design to put that information in the, um, the description of the photo so that if other people like it, they can do the same thing too. Now let's get into listener feedback. There was uh, several new comments on iTunes. Thank you so much, everybody. That's really great. I really appreciate it. Those are always fun to read. So thanks for that. And I also really appreciate everybody that's leaving comments on the blog. Um, there has been so much chatter there that I really don't feel like I can mention everybody by name the way I normally do, uh, because I'm sure I would leave someone out and then I'd, you know, have to engage in a bout of really heavy self-flagellation. So I'm not going to do that. Just know that it's really, really appreciated. I do read every comment. I thoroughly enjoy them. And I especially enjoy it when you all talk to each other in the comments. It's kind of fun to see some of that back and forth going on too. 
Um, overall comments on the donation quilt progress opinions welcome blog post that's the one in which i posted um, the current donation quilt i'm working on has a whole lot of different um, possibilities for how it's actually set and so i posted pictures of several possibilities and asked for your input it's not actually a vote as i said i'm not just going to go with whatever tells me to do um, i'm actually just going to decide on my own i haven't really decided yet what i'm going to do um, i think i already talked a little bit earlier about i'm still playing with another setting on it but it is really fun to read everybody's opinions and um, also rationale. A lot of folks say, well, I really like this one because, you know, it reminds me of this or whatever. Um, so that's a lot of fun and you can learn a lot actually from it. So if you haven't looked at that blog, I would encourage you to do so mostly to read everybody else's comments. Um, you do, you learn from each other. It's fun to see how people react to different designs. Um, Sherry D. gave a very insightful comment about my rant on unfortunate donation quilts, as um, my rant made her assess her own attitudes as well. And I really appreciated that, Sherry. I appreciated that you took the time to kind of think through what you were doing as well. Um, I would love to see the pictures of the quilt that you mentioned with the uh, Block of the Month block. So be sure you post it to the Flickr group for donation quilts before you hand it off. Uh, Jill, I did also used to make God's eyes all the time too. <laughs> I don't know what was it with that craft project. They were really the thing for the while. Everywhere I turned, there were God's eyes. Um, for me, that was in the seventies. I don't know when you were making your God's eyes, but in my, for me, the seventies were kind of the God's eyes decade. Everybody was making them. Um, Maureen gave a suggestion for another way to be involved in donation quilts. So be sure to check that one out too. And I think it's the same Maureen. I don't know if there were two separate Maureens who suggested I use my orphan blocks on the back, which I may well do. I haven't even gotten thinking about the backing yet, but I hadn't really sunk into my head yet that the orphan blocks could be part of the backing. So thank you for that reminder, Maureen. Um, several comments on the 2012 Quilty Resolution blog. Uh, that one, Sao, S-A-O, mentioned that she couldn't get the link to work on the um, the comment form for the quilty resolutions, the place where you actually input your the into the Google Docs, Docs your own quilty resolutions. And whenever you can't get a link to work, especially for a form online, check whether or not you've got scripts turned on. Scripts, S-C-R-I-P-T-S. That's usually the culprit. And depending on how your browser, that works different ways. Um, but typically, if a form doesn't work or if a link doesn't work, it's because scripts are turned off for the page. And a lot of uh, virus protection software automatically turns scripts off on web pages because scripts are what get used by um, viruses and, and trojans or whatever. I, I don't know the technicalities of it. I just know scripts can be a tricky thing. Um, so often tricks, uh, scripts being turned off is the default and you have to turn them on. Uh, so check to see whether that might be the case with you and the sow and the particular form. Um, Ethel mentioned that she uses her ugly fabric for inside linings of bags or quilt binding because it's such a small part. The fabric itself is less visible there. Poor quality fabric is cut up to stuff pillows or again um, bag linings, the inside lining of bags, or she'll use it to make practice blocks if she's playing with a design um, or a, a technique. And those are all great ideas for using um, shall we say, unfortunate fabric, because then you're still using it. You're not just, um, because it's not a waste. It's being used. It's being put to good purpose, but it's not offending the eyes. 
<laughs> um, I got a lot of responses to my thoughts about slow quilting, and they were very insightful and gave me a lot more to think about. So thank you to everybody who did um, post on that blog. I also appreciated all the kind comments on the Chicken Butt blog post, including Francis, who declared it perhaps the greatest blog post title of 2011, to which I simply respond, anytime you get the opportunity to say, chicken butt, take it. <laughs> It's, it's inherently entertaining as a phrase, much like the phrase electric nose hairs. But I think that's just an inside sister joke from my childhood from back when we used to play Mad Libs all the time. But electric nose hairs became sort of our answer to any question for a long time. Um, Margaret asked how I'd come up with Chicken Butt. And just again, I think I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but he was draw based on a drawing that my daughter did in high school art class. And hers was chalk on construction paper. So I did it in fabric and thread painting. And I even... Um, tried to follow her actual sketch marks on her drawing um, to some effect. Some of them I couldn't really do as easily as others. But anyway, I tried to be as true to her original drawing as I could. Um, and I still have thoughts of turning him into a series. I can just imagine him in all sorts of settings. But anyway, uh, Kate asked where Chicken Butt is hanging. And right now he's in a place of honor in our downstairs in a major traffic flow area. But um, probably a few weeks from now, I'll move him to a less obvious place because uh, I enjoy him. My husband, you know, likes him, but he doesn't necessarily need him hanging prominently <laughs> in our house. Uh, Holly left a comment on episode 71 in which we shop online expressing surprise that no one had mentioned Fat Quarter Shop. And, you know, I really thought I would have too. And I had to go back and check my notes. And sure enough, it was not there. And it should have been because I shop there a lot too. I, Holly, thank you for making sure that we mentioned Fat Quarter Shop. If you've never been to Fat Quarter Shop, you should proceed there. Um, it's just fatquartershop.com. Um, unless you're on a fabric diet, then don't. Uh, Sherry commented on episode 72 in which we dream of our next projects that she's on the hunt for a copy of Jacobean Holiday. Um, and that's a book I don't have. And I do love that style of applique. So now I'm going to have to be on the hunt for it too. Thank you very much, Sherry, just when I'm trying to downsize my library. If you find a copy, let me know where you found it and whether I can get one too. Noni, Maureen, Kathleen, Kelly V, and Jody B. all commented on episode 73, in which we make 2012 quilty resolutions. Noni said she's now putting her UFOs at the bottom of her list and moving several quilts that she's been dreaming about to the top. Yay, Noni, that's exactly what we were hoping would happen. Maureen also decided that she'll slow down a bit on the trying to get things done front and will take more time to enjoy the process. Kathleen, new quilty girl, she said asked a specific question that I, I wanted to um, respond to particularly. She asked how much yardage she needs for one jelly roll. She wants to work on a project um, that requires a jelly roll. She wants to do it from her own stash, I believe. Um, and there's actually two answers to that one. The first one is how much total yardage one jelly roll represents. Uh, but the other question is how many different fabrics you want involved. So if you're just looking at total yardage, you just multiply two and a half inches. A jelly roll is a two and a half inch strip. Typically, there are between 40 and 42 um, strips in a, a standard jelly roll. You will find it depending on who makes the jelly roll. Moda jelly rolls. They are the ones that are the official jelly rolls. They first came out with them. Actually, technically, nobody else is supposed to use the name jelly roll because they've got it trademarked. Uh, the Moda jelly rolls are 40 to 42 strips. You will find other rolls of two and a half inch strips of the jelly roll-esque type. Um, 
you will find them, they may have a variety of different uh, numbers of strips. So that's one thing you want to look for when you are about to buy one is how many strips are actually in it. Uh, but if you go by the standard Jelly Roll, two and a half inch strip by 40 or 42 strips, and those strips are always with the fabric, you've got between 100 and 105 inches, which is almost three yards of fabric. So if you're just looking at the total yardage of a Jelly Roll, it's about three yards. So if you took a three yard piece of fabric, whipped it off into two and a half inch strips, you'd have about a Jelly Roll worth of strips. Um, however, Jelly Rolls that are sold, sold by Moda and then rolls of two and a half inch strips full, sold by other fabric companies generally include one, maybe two strips from each fabric in a line, maybe more if they don't have a lot of coordinating fabrics in that line. So you may have between 20 and 40 different fabrics represented in there. So if you're going to try to cut your own jelly roll for a project, you just need to figure out how scrappy you want it to be. How many different fabrics do you want represented first? And then that's the number of fabrics you need. Um, so, you know, when you ask how much yardage you need, it kind of depends. <laughs> that's, that's always my answer. It depends. Um, you need to decide, do you want a really seriously scrappy look, in which case you're looking for 40 different fabrics, If you and but you only need two and a half inches of each. If you're looking for um, something that you want to use up three or four yards of fabric, you can do that easily, cutting it into two and a half inch strips, um, but you're not going to have as much variety in the final project. So that's something you need to assess the design of the project you want to do and how many different fabrics you want represented in that. Um, a good way to get jelly roll or to get two and a half inch strips, obviously, is just lop one off the end of every project. You know, when you're done working on a project, whatever fabric you have left, cut a two and a half inch strip and put it in your scrap bin. And then um, when you find those jelly roll projects, look, and I'm guessing you'd probably have about 42 of those strips in your stash. I've got far more than that in mine um, now. So that's your answer. Okay, almost three yards total or 20 to 40 fabrics. Uh, Jody, I want to just say welcome, soulmate, and write that down quick before you forget it. And Jody will understand what that means. Uh, thank you to Sue, who heard me, uh, who um, I gave the shout out to her blog. She's the one that I won the triangulation software from. And yes, I did get the shipment in very good time. So thank you very much. Got a couple of new responses to the, you know, you're a quilter when. Uh, Karen said, you know, you're a quilter when your company's logo gives you a quilt idea. Um, and as always, we have to see pictures of whatever quilt results from your logo. You're also going to have to picture, uh, post a picture of the logo too, if you can. Uh, Jamie said, you know, you're a quilter when you visit your in-laws only a couple of weeks in a year and you still have a second set of tools stored at their house so you don't have to carry your stuff from home. Um, to Jamie, which I would say, you also have great in-laws that allow you to store stuff at their house when you're only there every couple of weeks. That's great. Or every uh, couple of weeks out of a year. So thank you to Karen and Jamie for um, putting new responses in the, you know, you're a quilter when, and everybody you remember, you've got the, you know, you're a quilter when that's a special tab on the show notes to this podcast series. Just look across the top. You'll see um, it's, it's called something like, you'll know you're a quilter or you're a quilter or something like that. Um, and that's it for this episode. It's kind of a shorty, but that's okay. Um, again, remember, I'm just trying to think of what I wanted to remind you of. So remember the Quilty Resolutions giveaway. Remember the Donation Quilt Projects Flickr group. Other than that, 
You can always email me at sandyquilts at gmail.com, sandy with a Y, quilts with a Z. You can follow the blog, quiltingfortherestofus.blogspot.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and Pinterest and Goodreads and um, a, a, ver- a variety of other places, Seamed Up, Stitch Talks, Tom Spoolery, Google+, Plus, all, all of those places. I am Sandy Quilts, Sandy with a Y, quilts with a Z. Uh, you can um, like us on Facebook, Quilting for the Rest of Us Facebook page. You can join the Quilting for the Rest of Us Flickr group and the two related Quilting for the Rest of Us Flickr groups. You can, and we encourage you to join the Big Tent Quiltcast supergroup, of which then you can join the Quilting for the Rest of Us subgroup, as well as the subgroups of many another Quilty podcast, all very fine podcasts as well. Um, you can subscribe to the newsletter. Again, I'm overhauling the newsletter, so it should get a lot better and a lot more regular <laughs> from here on out. And you can join the Quilting for the Rest of Us Kiva team. And there are links for all of that at the show notes for this podcast at www.quiltingfortherestofus.com. And until next time, go get your quilty on. Quilting for the Rest of Us is dedicated to Shirley. Love you, Mom. 